This is the Cardboard Cave Podcast. Ah, there we go. Is that better? Sorry about that. I was muted. So hello there, everyone. Welcome to the Cardboard Cave Podcast. Today, um, John will not be joining us, but we have some spicy stuff to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our, uh, you know, my, my, my other hosts. Um, first off, the very famous award-winning director, <laughs> Alejandro Orengo. Hey, what's up? <laughs> What's up, my dude? How's it going? I'm I'm green because we're gonna be talking about greed today. Oh, there's a lot ooh. of greed happening in Watsi. So yeah, really now. All right then. And next up, we got the master of the dark arts, the master of the cube, my good friend JP. How's hey, it going, my dude? All good, all good. Just a bit tired. Okay, okay. All right. So, so. Um, we this actually stuff, have uh, some uh, really a, mm-hmm. a fair warning in like an hour. I might mute myself for a bit. I've been stewing up. I'm cooking. <laughs> it's like oh. a, it's literally. A, it, I'm, I'm literally stewing something. It's like okay. two hour, a two hour stew. <laughs> We're gonna be stewing some good shit right now. <laughs> like oh yeah. Speaking, very, very... speaking of the good stew that wizards that our good wizards of the coast has been cooking up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the new upcoming set. Let's get like right to it, right? Yeah. Um, we got March of the Machine spoilers that were recently uh, recently given to they, us. They give us a little taste. It's a teaser. It's not a spoiler. It's a teaser. Because it's eternal hype. Hype never I ends. Do, I do want to like start up. Hold on. While I uh, click through a few things here. I do want to look at one thing first. And it's actually... Um, the the commander like plane chase i like the fact i, I don't know if i necessarily like it but i find it interesting mm-hmm. that they didn't just name it plane chase they named it commander plane chase yeah let's be honest where else are you gonna play this i mean yeah, originally not, wasn't this supposed to but originally it supposed, originally it was supposed to be as like a 60 card format for this right exactly and yeah that that's that never not. happened yeah all right, so first up, we got uh, Tawashi. So it's a plane. Uh, it's centered in Kamigawa. I I find it like um, I wouldn't say weird, but definitely different. That they're like really specific locations within um, like each of the planes. Yeah. It's always been like that. Mm-hmm. Really, I could have sworn yeah. it was just like the the plane like in itself. No, uh, Ravnica had like the the Orzhov Basilica and the steam vents. Oh. Yeah. All right, all right. So first up, we got Tawashi, which I'm assuming is like the name of the main city in the in Kamigawa, where like most of the story takes place, right? Where you got the Seiju in the background and stuff. Um, it's uh, it's modified creatures you control have trample, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, you draw a card. Um, whenever chaos ensues, which is whenever you roll the chaos die, um, distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three target creatures you control. Now. For those who aren't familiar with what Plane Chase is, I'm just going to give a real quick rundown. Uh, same thing as playing basically any other format, but in this case, you know, what most people play Plane Chase with these days, Commander. Um, you'll set up for your game and then you'll have, you'll start off with like a, on a plane, 
right? Uh, you'll have the planar deck in the center of the table. You reveal the top card, and that in this case, let's say it's Tawashi. So um, it is. It kind of functions like an enchantment or any other card that would just uh, just like like a field card on Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so it'll just have like the general field effect, and then you can roll your uh, your die, your your D6. In essence, your one would be chaos and your six or whichever the two you want to alternate doesn't really matter it's just opposite sides of the die right uh your one would be chaos and your six would be to planeswalk away so if you roll chaos you get the secondary effect that you can you know at least for the viewers you can see on the bottom parts of these cards over here um and whenever you roll a six for example uh, which would be the planeswalk away you take the top part of the deck you put it at the bottom of the planar stack planar deck and you reveal the next card on top which for example you could planes walk over to the isle of vizuba um alejandro do you want to take this one sure it's a plane in somewhere because it's so tiny you can't read it says, oh the area. okay uh i don't know lore uh, whenever a non-token non creature enters the battlefield its controller creates a token that's a copy of that creature and if you do the chaos dice it says whenever ooh, so tiny i'm sorry it says whenever, whenever chaos ensues mm -hmm. destroy target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature makes sense you, you know you, it's interesting that that, that that it says chaos whenever chaos ensues because uh, i'm pretty sure the other uh, the older older ones were whenever you roll chaos mm -hmm. yeah that's they true would, they would make direct reference to you rolling the chaos die i do like the change in the wording though i think it's really cool yes it's a strong card. This one is uh, one of the stronger plane chase cards. Um, and it's good because it also has like, if you roll for a chaos, the cool thing is you get to destroy what others have been building for like turns on end, you know? So it's pretty cool too. Uh, JP, can you see spatial merging from there? Spatial merging, it's a phenomena. So uh, whenever you flip a phenomenon, it hap whatever the effect is in the phenomenon happens, and then you keep on going. It's an ETB, basically. It's like an ETB. Some of them have, like, they stay, but they're, like, very weird and mess around with the rules. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you encounter spatial merging, reveal cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal two plane cards simultaneously. When you planes you planeswalk to both of them. Put all other cards revealed this way onto the bottom of your planar deck in any order. Yeah. Two planes. <laughs> I both of them stay. Yeah. I do, I do what I do find interesting here is what like what is going on here lore wise? Like is this supposed to be like, you know, the merging when you have like, you know, the uh like the invasion tree connecting things like what is I, I would love to know what the heck is going on there why like the planes would be merging that looks that. like chandra and like i have no sylvanas idea that's sylvana from like world of warcraft <laughs> it looks like you. sylvana I, I, I was like oh look at that on ankle he says there's no lore and then you pull yeah, that one on me how exactly. dare you how dare you <laughs> i guess i don't know what character it's probably like an elven character but i don't know which one right it might not Is even like be a... an important character at that i, I hope i'm like not wrong but <laughs> i'm i'm the one who's not gonna know that's definitely but so. yeah, uh, moving on, we have our uh, our first commander cards that have been spoiled from the uh, from the upcoming commanders. I'm assuming these are either going to be in the commander decks or they're going to no, be they're, they're uh, in, the in the set as like. No, commander no, actually, cards. I, wait, wait, wait. Uh, the it's both, isn't it? The the colors. Yes, uh, 
show you. The colors show me. Like not the colors. Uh, the the symbol, the set the symbol. symbol. That's not, oh. If you have the shield, okay. then you know it's a it's a commander card that's probably gonna show up in the set boosters, or I mean the set or collector boosters, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We don't I mean, know yet. Yeah, to be fair. Set, set and collector, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Um. I got fair, them. We, we know that the cards are going to be in there, though. There are going to be some cards that are just going to pop up on, like that won't be in the decks, but that are going to be in the yeah. set as commander cards, which is weird. But they've done this for like a year now, so. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's 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 just weird because of what it is, but it's not weird for any other reason. Yeah. Um, I did notice though they are missing a couple of cards on here. Maybe I, I'm assuming it has to do with like the quality with which they were spoiled. Um, yeah, I went to MagicSpoiler.com and I found basically all of them, regardless of quality, because they included the mm, card of the of, of the world uh, uh, the world uh, champion. Uh, it's because of these are these are commanders commanders from the other mm-hmm. uh, the others are from the set. Yes, exactly. Right, we'll get to them in a second then. Mm-hmm. So we. Um, in general, what we can kind of like get from these cards, right, is that they're kind of putting together uh, people that are like in opposing colors or like enemies in some way, shape, or form um, into like a single card. For example, Slimefoot and Squee aren't like expressively enemies, but their colors are like very like um, you got like some enemy colors uh, coming into play there yeah. with uh, with red and green and whatever. And then we got Catilda uh, and Lear. And Gorogoro and Satoru, you guys want to uh, want to go through these? Yeah, I, I want to can... go through Katilda and Lear up there oh, first. I'll do Gorogoro and Satoru then. Right, um, Gorogoro Satoru is basically okay. uh, Nicol Bolas color, so it's Grixis. Um, it's a legendary creature, goblin, human. It's 3-4 that says whatever one or more creatures you control that enter the battlefield this turn, uh, deal combat damage to a player, create a 5-5 red dragon spirit creature token with flying. And it has an activated ability for a colorless and a red creature control get haste until their turn. Um, yeah, it's pretty strong for uh, Grixis. Uh, it's not something I would play, but um, the, the the fact that it has haste built in, um, it might give way for some token strategy or some go wide strategy. Be like, oh, just summon a bunch of things or do a bunch of tokens and then sweep with everything. And you do have, it's not the best colors for that type of strategy, but it is a great, uh, those are great colors for, I would say, uh, copying cards copying different creatures on the field yeah. strong creatures and then just being okay. able to swing with them on the same turn or doing their activator ability if they have to tap for it i mean there's a lot of black reanimator cards that grant haste True. and also because you're in red like haste effects are like you know all over the place mm-hmm. uh, a lot of ninjutsu as well like i think it could lend itself like what the most efficient strategy is is one thing what it lends itself to I think it's, I, it goes pretty wide, like pretty wide range on that. Yeah. I feel like this is a very good card for ag- aggressive strategies that aren't common in Commander because of the forty, uh, the, the forty life total. Yeah. Uh, because you you're rewarded for playing haste creatures with a five five dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you manage to hit with a haste creature, your five it's like you get the uh, you can run a lot of haste uh, creatures that have uh, abilities that when they hit or have them enter, give them haste, and have abilities when they hit. Mm-hmm. Ninjutsu is another way to have them enter and be able to hit. Yeah. Uh, but then you're rewarded with 5-5 five, five dragons in order to close out the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So this deck potentially, let's say you play a a, 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 a haste, it's like a haste creature turn one, a haste creature turn two. Then you play this on turn three. Yep. Then you start smacking, and then you start you start keep keep playing stuff. Uh, I feel like this is pretty, can be pretty good. Even yeah. then, with some rocks, as soon as you get to five mana, you're still smacking in with a three four. If you give it haste, like you know, if you do like its cost and then give it haste, mm -hmm. you're still smacking in with a three four. And on top of that, you're being rewarded <laughs> with a five five dragon. So that's two bodies. One of them has flying for five mana. I don't know. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Um, I'm going to take the next one since JP went for Katilda and Lear. That would be Slimefoot and Squee. Uh, for Jund, which would be a black, a red, and a green, you get a legendary creature, Fungus Goblin. As in, you get a fungus and a goblin. When Slimefoot and Squee enters the battlefield or attacks, create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. You can pay one colorless mana and Grixis, so red uh black jund. red green jund i'm sorry i said grixis jund uh one colorless mana and jund to and sacrifice a sapperling to return slimefoot and and squee and up to one other target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield activate only as a sorcery yeah it's the sorcery chunk that really that really got to me they got uh, it's fair because that's uh, still pretty powerful it's hey, very yeah. powerful oh yeah no, this is this is, this is a fixed wrong, re recurring nightmare yeah exactly thank and, you and, 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 and even nightmare. then <laughs> the, the spicy take uh, uh again i feel like recurring nightmare should be unbanned but no that is spicy you should keep it as such it's very spicy take. <laughs> <laughs> keep it banned forever yeah. Uh, yeah just no. lends itself to, to some degeneracy it like any, any graveyard strats at some point just give themselves over to degeneracy and i, I enjoy what i'm seeing really there i'm just so sad you can only do it as a sorcery i would love would love to bring stuff back in each of your turns and use a seedborn muse to do it too but maybe that'd be a little bit too much for y'all <laughs> it's strong though i mean in junk colors those are the colors you want to be milling stuff out and you can reanimate big dumb creatures with that um slime food and squee you can make like a token strategy too on the side you can do so many things i i think it's a good build around and it's a fun you know like i said alternative type of uh reanimation deck but it's still very strong yeah mm -hmm. but the strongest one of all those yeah. those three is definitely katilda and lear katilda mm -hmm. and lear read green it's a green white and a blue for a three three legendary creature human Whenever you cast a human spell, target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback until end of turn. The flashback cost is equal to its mana cost. So I've, uh, I have a friend who's been brewing this. We have a friend who's been bre brewing this. I assume it's fish. Like uh, it has it's, to be it's, fish. It's fish. Yes, yeah. fish. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, he, he, it's human tribal. Of course, he's going to try to make it. And it's spicy. Oh, so yeah. Hermit Druid is a uh, is a human, mm -hmm. and when you activate Hermit Druid, if you have no basic lands in your deck, you mill your deck. Mm -hmm. So now every human, is, uh, in addition to considering you're just making every human you have a Snapcaster Mage. Technically, Snapcaster Mage is double Snapcaster Mage. Mm -hmm. This is this is very strong. This is very very yeah. strong. Uh, there's several uh, there, there's several ideas on the on the combos and it's just consistent value 
uh, the difficult thing about this this creature is finding a way to divide yourself properly between uh, creature spells and incense and uh, creature spells and sorceries. Uh, but for the most part, the deck is so the deck can almost build itself. It's very very good. Yeah. Uh, I have. I, I don't think I have anything else to say about it other than Herman Druid is a human, and that's stupid. Hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing that I could like point out is just um, building like just going with spells that either generally protect your creatures or simply get you something as ridiculous as an extra turn. And this is probably some of the stuff you you're probably going to be looking for. Maybe, maybe not. Like I I guess my mentality is essentially substituting the concept of having extra combats for just having a whole extra turn and then just having like you know the other katilda in the deck as well to keep be able to keep making more like huge mana and so on um and and yes it's it's ridiculous there's there's just nothing more to say about it <laughs> yeah it's cute cute i don't cute, like it you say. i think it's fine i think it's fine i i don't i still don't see the potential maybe ridiculous. i'm not not brewing as ridiculous. much in my head or whatever i mean it has the right colors because it's it's banned so it's the right colors just, just play but, uh, play play stacks and now you're like play hate bears and now all of your hate bears are snapcaster mage sure in that regard but the thing is you're, you're i feel like the deck is dividing itself into two different strategies so that's why i think it might be unfocused but i would need to see it like in action to be able to assess better but that's that's my only thing i'm sure it's going to be ridiculous mm -hmm. though probably yeah all right so aftermath um um if i'm not mistaken yes. isn't isn't like this Mom, is like before aftermath the, and then aftermath is like machines the, the aftermath you are you are basically going to be talking about the only card they because they gave us a little peek into martian machines but they also gave us an extra peek into aftermath which is a smaller set that's like a epilogue of martian machines which is this card okay yeah. gotcha so that would be Kenrith's Royal Funeral. It's a legendary enchantment that comes down for two colorless mana, a white and a black. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you get to exile up to two target legendary creature cards from your graveyard. You can draw X cards and lose X life, where X is the greatest mana value among cards exiled this way. Legendary spells you cast, <coughs> excuse me, cost one less to cast for each card exiled with Kenrith's Royal Funeral. Yeah. So essentially, your legendaries are going to cost up to two less, <laughs> and then you're going to lose. Uh, you can you can lose life and then gain life and then draw cards. Um, wait, no, no, my bad. You lose you lose life and you you and you draw cards equal yeah. to the mana value of the like the biggest thing you exiled. It's a very strong card because even yeah. when it comes down, Legendary it does something strategies. actively. It's already doing something actively when it comes down. You're gonna be drawing mm -hmm. a bunch of cards, and then next turn, or even maybe the same turn if you have the extra mana to do something about it, you're gonna be starting to like uh, uh, pull down a lot of like um, legendary creatures. Which, as you've noticed in the last two years all the really good creatures end up being legendaries which mm -hmm. makes a lot of legendary like legendary matters decks or even like decks in standard that run a couple of legendaries come down even for cheaper but um yeah. i'm just looking at this in like legendary matters commander decks which is a bunch of them starting with joda yeah i think joda is definitely like the one that stands out to me a lot because it's it, it really cares a lot more about creatures than it does about just having legendary things on the battlefield mm-hmm 
um i don't know just just huge payoff with this thing it's, yeah. it seems freaking great like you know yeah oh like somebody got board wiped cool i guess i'll just exile this board boring flex and draw eight cards oh no yeah. how terrible yeah it's crazy <laughs> um we're getting the uh the game lands back yep. which i always find cool um yep. they are already in standard like probably i guess they? gonna, yeah they are they are okay. like i guess they can they, they're gonna rotate out soon so it's mm -hmm. kind of nice to kind of keep them in there but i don't know i feel like we got we got some good options for lands to come in untapped but then again these are common so let's see what we let's see what wizards comes up with yeah um and here we start with the set in itself with uh with the the teaser we got for mom yeah um we'll we're gonna keep going top to bottom like bottom to top now that we're already in here right uh we got moment of truth it's just a common it's essentially an anticipate look at the top three cards of your library put one of those cards into your hand and the other one to your graveyard go at the bottom oh wait whoa it's whoa, kind of better because <laughs> I skipped exactly. over that yeah 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 no i yeah. skipped over that way too <laughs> no, quick hold on it's actually kind of better <laughs> yes <laughs> no yeah my brain like skipped a huge very important chunk yes. hold on my bad my yes. bad it is the moment Wait. of truth <laughs> let me slow down let me slow down here um moment of truth comes down yes. for one colorless and one blue it's an yes. instant yes you get to look at the top three cards of your library and you get to put one of those cards into your hand one into your graveyard and one at the bottom of your library yes yes um yes it's pretty good excuse me like that's that's kind of really really good yeah, it's really solid it's really solid yeah just damn i yeah. i don't even know what to say anymore that's that's excellent they keep I, just pushing anticipate. It. just keep pushing anticipate <laughs> anticipate like effects they keep pushing them it's kind of insane I, i'm enjoying it to be honest yeah. all right yeah um if you want to add anything else go ahead i'm just because uh, i just skipped the graveyard part that seems important the, the graveyard part is what what makes it very strong and the fact that you basically look at the top three cards and none of those cards are going to stay in the top they're just going to go away which is great too um because you if just you're basically... relevant that they're not staying that the, there's only one of those cards that's going into your library like that one card mm -hmm. still makes a difference you know yeah exactly that's what i'm saying and having the graveyard strategy built into it's it's very good very pushed i like it a lot so yeah uh what's the next one is let me read the next one I'm, I'm it go is the omnath, omnath right? i guess yeah yeah it is the omnath which i do not have the effect for so i think you're gonna have to talk about it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no i'll worries. get the next one no worries no worries yeah. so we got omnath locus of all this guy comes down which i think the, the mana cost is really interesting it's one yes. white one blue one black phyrexian mana mm -hmm. one red um, and one green mm -hmm. so it comes down for all five colors although his uh his his black uh, his, it can be uh can be phyrexian it, it could be four the four colors and two life which actually comes for cheaper then exactly yeah so this is a legendary creature phyrexian elemental mm -hmm. if you would lose unspent mana that mana becomes black instead yeah at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase look at the top card of your library you may reveal that card if it has three or more colored mana symbols in its mana cost if you do add three mana in any combination of its colors and put it into your hand if you don't reveal it put it into your hand if you don't reveal it you just put it into your hand mm-hmm 
Yeah, it's it's like a blend of Omnath, Locus, and Mana, which is the first Omnath, with yep. which just mono green, and I guess a mixture of what like the it's a little bit of the of the sec of the third and fourth a little bit, but mostly the fourth. Honestly, sort of? I would I would just say that it's kind of like a what's it called? Um, I mean, it's so, also like the Nimit, like the Nimit. No, the, not the even like not, not like even what I was thinking of. I was just thinking of the, this this mono black card. I, that's like see, the freaking dark dark confident. Is it? Or reveals the top the top oh, of your library. Sure. But this like, one gives you mana too for it. Exactly. So like solid, this yeah. is this 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 one is dark confident with an with an upside, and yeah. then like it it keeps your mana like as well. Like this is insane. It, you do have like to build. You insane. have to build. Yeah, you kind of have to build around it. So it's like mm -hmm. a niv visit, but like a very yeah. weaker one. Um, people have been saying, "Come okay, it's not as strong as like the four color Omnath." Or yep. even like the, the two color one which is very mm -hmm. strong in like a gruel token strategy it's okay it's okay like if you want to make like a like a type of um elemental deck with this card like it's it's not a bad commander to go for um because a lot of elementals could be playing three colors four colors maybe if you you find enough yeah, of them at, the, at, the, at, the, at that point just run horde of notions exactly. yeah yeah i know i know um, you could put that in the 99 of Horde of Notions. Is, yes. is, is Horde of Notions legendary? I just forgot. Horde of Notions is a, yeah, it's five yeah, color it's legendary. like the best elemental one. It's the best elemental yeah, five color, at least the best five color elemental mm -hmm, one. Exactly. Um, it's not a bad card mm -hmm. by any stretch, because the whole thing about like holding on to like black mana, it's pretty, pretty good. It could be very useful in specific circumstances because you can just dump that mana into something. And the fact that it basically does like a black lotus effect on on cards that on on top of your library if they're like three colors and we have to specify because people and it happened to me when i read it i thought it was three different types of colors when you pull from the top of your deck no. it just has to be three mana symbols yeah, it doesn't have to be three pips, yeah, three pips. Wait, does it matter doesn't yes i thought it was three different color pips but oh, it's any yeah. so oh. that's it makes it slightly better thank god but it's still not strong enough as like the four color on map but it's cool i like that they actually did like the quote-unquote full cycle it's fun um but yeah honestly i think that makes it a little bit more ridiculous not gonna lie <laughs> Well, because it's not as strong as saying like even the Atraxa we just saw in the last set or even mm -hmm. like the Niv-Mizzet, the one that lets you take like up to 10 cards in different um, um, pairs, color, color pairs. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's not strong as that, but it's 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 okay. Like it's good in those type of five color decks. Like yeah, I would you, put it in you the get, You get to keep a bunch of black mana to use like mm -hmm. in other people's turns is what i was like is yeah what, what, what if you have like a blue sun cd it's like oh blue sun cd it's all oh, i have a bunch of x's black man i'm just gonna draw a bunch of cards exactly. and it's basically for free that's, that's so. the that's the only thing that i'm like i i'm thinking of so far it's just you know just ramp up like a crap ton and then just use any non-blue mana yeah, exactly. <laughs> to just float it and then just like okay what are you gonna do i have like three blue mana open that's at least like three different blue spells that are gonna come off and like yeah. screw whatever you're gonna do that's that's what i'm looking at that's what i'm seeing you know yeah but yeah. but we can't we can't just stick to omnath all the rest of the night so yeah. let's move on to galta and maverin uh anyone want to take this one or do i keep going yeah, yeah, sure take I'll, I'll, take, oh. I'll take it i'll take it yeah. uh galta and maverin three green green white white so it's seven mana for a tw legendary creature dinosaur vampire 12 12 trampler whenever you attack choose one create a tap 
an attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, where X is the greatest power among other attacking creatures, and create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. Can we please show the other arts for this card? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at the card, hold on. The other arts are pretty solid because it, it's part of the bundle promo. It's it's a bundle promo. So it has like, that's the bundle promo. The one you're seeing, if you guys are yeah. seeing the actual video, the one that you see right now is the the really close up of the face. That's the bundle promo. But there's another one, which is the normal standard one. And then it's cool because I know what oh, JP's going for. The other one where it has the alternate um, border treatment, it's basically a spoiler for the future. Yes, but that's yes, the, I, I'm, it's not the alternate border treatment what I was going for. Oh, I was going to talk about that, but yes. No, 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 no. Nah, I, I very much like like the other art. I, if it's the one I think that JP is referring to, that's specifically the one I like. Hold on, I'm trying to trying it's to get a J- good one Jacob here. mentioned it in, the, in 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 one of our group chats. Oh, and, I haven't seen what he said. And it's like, damn. Yes, over here. Try to present. All right, hold on. Let me switch over real quick. Technical difficulties. What I difficulties? I also just, just me being like slow with technology. No, it's fine. Which, you know. I also put a link that you should put it for later for reference because it'll be interesting to talk about it. Yeah, there you go. Those are the problems. Okay, Galta and Maverin, the first one. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Wizards of the Coast is a gre- is very very greedy. Yes, but sometimes you know people forgive them because they give you a conquistador vampire riding a dinosaur that has a church on its back <laughs> it's beautiful and that it's that kind of just you know yeah it's for those reasons it's beautiful i did not see the little church thing i, lo- I saw the church riding the vamp the, the dinosaur with a church on its back it's like perfect. it's insane it's perfect yeah that's sick can we talk about the one in the middle? The one yes, that has yes. the border. Pre- so the burden treatment, it was fun because I noticed it. And then I kind of like, I noticed it. I was like, oh, that's curious. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then five minutes later, I went back to Reddit. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I noticed this border treatment. You've never seen it before. But if you remember, oh. these two cards are in Ixalan. But when are, where are we going after the aftermath of Avengers Endgame Magic Edition? <laughs> going eventually <laughs> Aven- to Ixalan again. Hey, hey, yeah. Avengers Endgame Electric... Sorry, exactly. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> yeah. Because War of the Spark was, was Avengers Endgame. True, it's true. So you're seeing essentially the, a spoiler for the future, which is something that Wizards does a lot in these sets. Like, for example, when we started seeing, like, placewalkers being completed we started seeing them a few sets ago we're starting to see how they were going to start to be completed um wouldn't you wouldn't you be able to argue that just like mtg got ahead on like the scroll the scrolls saga for the marvel universe i mean i see where you're going yeah yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I got no. So that's basically it. I like the the board treatment. It's yeah. It looks like excellent. I like it. Um. Sick. I what I what I kind of hope is that if they actually do all these cards with a medallion, like all the cards that come in the excellent set, if they make them like that cool little medallion thing, that'd be kind of iconic and like very different, distinctive. It'd be kind of mm. cool. I think it'd be cool if each one had its like distinct like border and art, so that it would mm. like reflect each plane. Yeah, definitely. Cuz this this one looks like a gold coin, right? It's exactly. giving like a cool, a gold coin vibe. So maybe like uh for example the one for Innistrad uh for 
what's it called? Freaking. Well, we'll see him in a minute. Yeah. Uh, the one for Innistrad, for example, could be like maybe like a, a, a gold coin that has more of a like gothic vibe to it. Okay, uh, Chris. No, you, you haven't you haven't seen the other promos, this, right? This is this is for not, this actually. is for, for this is for Ixalan only. Not for this yeah. color. Wait, that's yeah, for this. So what's what Chris. they did for this set is that they for every card because we were mashing a bunch of different planes, they mm -hmm. all have their own border treatment based on the sets that we already seen. So oh. they are doing all the border treatments in oh. this set, depending Actually, on the. Actually, I haven't seen that. Okay, yeah, I see they now. They it all. So before you do that, put the link that I that I put on yeah. the private chat because that'll be interesting to talk about because it shows you the change that happens in Magic in the last basically thirty years, how the power creep comes even in Magic, because we're talking about a card that we just mentioned is a seven drop. But it's a 12 12 with trample mm -hmm. so this card has a bunch of different effects and then we compare it to back in the day in legends we used to have a card called gabriel angel fire which is also three colorless uh and two white and two green for a angel presumably uh that says during your upkeep gabriel gains one of the following abilities up to your next upkeep you have either flying first strike trample or rampage three and it's a four four instead of a 12 12. so i don't know it's kind of insane like i saw that i saw that thread and there were people who were discussing these things and no no it's, it's interesting because then someone in the comment section also argued that magic never did a good push in terms of creatures but even from the get-go they they crafted one of the the of uh, a couple of the most broken instants and sorceries and even artifacts we've seen in magic's history and they've always tried to reel it back in so now they kind of done the opposite where they started with very broken spells like actual spells but the creatures were always lackluster and now they're trying to kind of like overcorrect with stuff like perhaps galta and maverick mm -hmm. which is insane. i also want to mention that for certain other formats maybe something more like pioneer um there is something really interesting you can do with this because keeping in mind that it is a dinosaur vampire right um there is okay, a really I, I know where you're going with this yeah yeah there's a there's a really interesting card called soren imperious bloodlord i'll put it up on screen mm -hmm. in a second which i don't think this will be like amazing for commander or anything but i think that in other formats like pioneer maybe it could be much more impactful in which you could get you know galta out and turn three yeah turn two turn two, True. Turn two really. pioneer oh. you you play you play a, a, an elf then Ooh, turn two yeah wow that's insane yeah yep so yeah basically just foot put four Sorens, uh four <laughs> dinosaur four four galtas yeah i just uh, go nuts <laughs> four card draw four of like four or maybe up to eight yeah. copies of your elves and let's go let's, let's just... go yeah oh man that is that is strong. so cool that's gonna be a fun pioneer deck to brew for sure oh definitely pioneer maybe even other formats like i i wouldn't like it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be strange to for example go into magic arena and probably see someone trying to pull this off in brawl or even just for the flavor trying to like put something together in commander just to yeah. have a huge timmy creature mm -hmm. um jumping back to the spoilers give me one yep. sec once more while i look for the thing once again <laughs> I said spoilers, but at this point they're all just little, little, little tiny teasers, right? Yeah. Um, let's see if I can get a better view of these for a second. 
There we go. That should be a little better for you guys too. Um, up next, we got Yargle and Multani. Yeah. Um, a frog spirit elemental that comes down for three colorless, two black, and one green mana. Um, the frog spirit elemental does absolutely nothing like its predecessor Yargle, but hear me out. It yes. is an 18-6 commander. <laughs> yes, it could be a Voltron. It could do a Voltron strategy, I guess. I Triangle. guess. Sure. Okay. Concordant Crossroads, a bunch of zero mana rocks, so and like an elf or two, and then just like turn to Yargle and Multani, smack in with Concordant Crossroads. Somebody already has 18 commander damage. Just saying. No, Jason was correct. You giant do a growth. giant growth and just kill someone <laughs> off. <laughs> just finish and them off straight up. So so actually without without joking, yeah. This could be very stupid. Because once you cast him once, you're never casting him again. Because all you're gonna do is try yeah. to reanimate it. Yep. But like green has a greater good, which is sacrifice, draw cards equal to the power, then discard three cards. Ooh. Yeah. Green has momentous fall, which is draw cards equal. So I sacrifice the creature, draw cards equal to its power, then gain life equal to its toughness. A, a soul's majesty, which is draw cards equal to the to, to its power. <laughs> The Garuk, which is draw cards equal to its power. <laughs> yep. Guess what? A you decked expertise. out. <laughs> no, guess what? Rishkar's expertise. You draw cards equal to its power and then and cast something for something five for or free. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, there's, there's, there's more. There's more. Life's legacy. Sacrifice it and draw cards equal to its power. Mm -hmm. Huh. You're going to take out of something. Uh, getting wait, getting wait, this I, thing on the battlefield is pretty difficult as it is though. also also gerard golgari lichlord mm -hmm. you pay one green and a black sacrifice it and everyone loses life equal to its power there you Yo. go now you're talking yo that's pretty good that's pretty yep. fun yep now you're talking so you might be paying six mana for this initially but then you're gonna reanimate it mm -hmm. you're gonna animate dead it you're gonna dance with the dead it you're gonna it's a, you're gonna bring it back however many ways you want to because you just drew 18 cards yep Usually that that's true. enough to win. That is true. It's a nice meme card, and I would love to see someone build it. I'm not going to build it, but I want to no. see someone else build it. It'd be fun. Definitely. It'd be fun. Definitely. I would I would love to see this thing like hitting someone's battlefield. It'd be mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And my personal favorite of the combination cards is the next one up, which is Drana and uh, Linvala. Um, vampire Angel again, going with the vampire theme. So again, just more stuff to feed into that Soren build, right? <laughs> um, legendary creature, Vampire Angel. It costs one, uh, a two white and one black. Um, it has flying. It has vigilance. Activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. Drana and Linvala has all activated abilities of all creatures your opponents control. You may spend mana as though it were uh, mana of any color to activate those abilities. Fair. Balanced. It's disgusting and I love it. <laughs> it's disgusting and I love it. That's all yeah. that's all I have to say. Like it's yeah. it's it's one-sided. Mm -hmm. It simply says screw all of you, I do what I want. Um, yeah. I, I I can't even begin to think of all the places where I want to put this in. Um, you know, speaking of commander decks specifically, mm -hmm. um, um, 
I got nothing to say. It's just unfair and it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strong. I uh, it was bad enough when it was just the the first effect, but the fact that it just then basically steals all those effects and you can go nuts with it, it yeah. makes it pretty strong. Um, you can make like a good can, hate bear strategy. You can do so many. You, crazy you can things. steal someone's entire pili palo combo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if someone amasses it, you'd be like, nope. Yeah, I just take it for yourself. You and can, you, you can devote it, Druid, is it? The one that, that untaps with mm -hmm. minus one, minus one counters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's very strong. Very strong. Uh, I love the combination. Um, it's going to help brew very um, toxic, horrible, um, white and black control builds. And I hate it. Even as a commander, it's like annoying enough. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can just play this and then after that cast... Uh, uh, ca cast uh, the mommy of machines. Oh yeah, and then Ugh. just make sure nobody does anything. Man. Like you're you're completely killing off like mm -hmm. whole deck strategies with no. with Drana Drana Levala alone. Gross. <laughs> Good luck with Kinnan. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's disgusting. You can just do Kinnan too. You can do anything. Take a, yeah. take a whole person's Kinnan yeah. with you. Yeah. Nah, and cross skills. Mm. Yes, I mean, Drastios is the superior choice, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we know a couple of people that run Kinnon, so. Yup. All right, so next up, we got Breach the Multiverse. It comes down for five mana and two black. It's a sorcery. Each player mills 10 cards. For each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then each creature you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. It feels very win more, but I like it. Yeah, like at that point, if you're paying seven mana for this thing, like, uh, hmm. you can pay like two more and get the other one that has like Liliana and, and the art. I forgot the name of that card. Is it something of the dead or something? I remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that one only hits creatures, though. You can take all the creatures, though. You steal all of them. That so is for like two more mana for two you, don't, you don't mill yeah. anybody i think that what's relevant here is the mill of yeah, sure especially because if you're building a deck that wants to mill people out um you could you know you could potentially just be doing more with this especially how many, how um, many decks want to mill people out <sighs> i know it, well the mirror is the right there's color a, for it but there's but a you few, like people that like play, playing mill decks out there come on plus imagine some like something like this and uh, uh being played in yuriko uh, but the thing is it's just seven mana and you mill 10 cards but you don't win with it like it's not yeah. what i'm saying is there's a bunch of blue cards that mill way more for less if your strategy is milling and then if your strategy is reanimating the one that i, that I mentioned for two more mana just reanimate everything or you can do living death which is cheaper and you yeah. clean the board and then just take everything or take the stuff and you know i feel like there's better mass reanimation but it's it's a cool win more like it's cool if you don't have the other ones just play this yeah. one yeah, I do I want to talk about the other one though because the other one's fun. Uh, yeah, fairy yes. mastermind, or where are we yes. going here? The fairy mastermind. So the fairy mastermind yeah. is a color that's in a blue for a two-one, which I will talk about that very soon. It's a creature fairy rogue. It has flash. It has flying. And whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. And then if your opponent doesn't want to draw cards, don't worry because you're gonna force them because then it has an activate ability which says uh, you pay three colorless and a blue. Each player draws a card. So this card is amazing. It is a great companion piece to Ledger Shredder, which is also a very broken card that is sees play literally everywhere and a card that most people ignored initially. 
and then they were uh they realized how broken it was and then you, you, know. say, you say initially but that card was very very early on no, an no. 18 dollar card well no but it's it, spoiler it, season people didn't spoilers, really care about it that's what i meant i'm sorry that's what i meant in spoiler season it was like worthless basically and then when people started realizing very quickly like it's very strong like what happened with with the attraction from the, the last set yeah which people were like you know oh it's like a no, no, but the attracts actually like the attracts actually saw uh like people didn't play it at all mm-hmm it was like six dollars. Yeah, like Legend Trader from the from the bat was pretty expensive. Yeah, true. And now it's like what twenty more than twenty bucks. So this is a great companion piece to that card. Um, I remember that um, when they spoiled the card in the comment section, the because it's we're hearkening back to the cards of long time ago when they used to draw the world world championship winners into cards. Yeah. So this is obviously Utah. Takahashi. Tak- Takahashi, thank you. So he was the last world championship winner. And he wanted to make this card a 1-3 because, and I quote, I want to have a card that goes against Ta- the Talias of the world. So bless this man's heart. He's amazing. I love him. And he had the right idea that should have been a 1-3. But wow. I understand why I understand why it's not a 1-3. Although, you know, you say that, but that letter shredder, it is a 1-3. So, yes. you know what? It's fine. That was, that, that was also a mistake. True. So why not make a mistake twice, JP? Uh, why not just make it twice? The, 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 the stat- <laughs> I mean, Lizards <laughs> does seem to be a fan of making mistakes, like, very exactly. often. I mean, what's yes. another one, right? What's, know, one? what's another I'm, one? Uh, look, look, Flash in blue as a, a Flash creature. With oh, there, there it is. That, that's why it couldn't be a 1-3. Three. It has Flash. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's why. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. I, I understand what you mean. I understand. What, it already has a bunch of keywords. It's very strong already as it is. Especially the Flash. The, the flash part which makes it like, even stronger oh, like a, two, a two power flash creature with one power mm-hmm. there's 30 of them yeah. and most of them have been printed recently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so so you guys you guys I, done I, with I, the fairy I, mastermind or is there anything else you guys want to like say about this uh, oh, <laughs> he, when he create when he designed this card he designed this card in mind with force of negation and force of will in mind because he yep. wanted to make it blue uh, good good in vintage uh, legacy modern any deck and uh, any format that could use uh, either force of will or force of negation that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. you mentioned that one of the reasons it's uh, 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 not a 1-3 is because they didn't let him because because balancing reasons yeah because an ambush an ambush ca- uh, a creature that can just one three that, that, that's a that's a wall that's two mana wall that's stupid so uh, if they made it a zero three i would have actually accepted that i would have liked it too you know what i would have taken that too i agree but uh, this should have been a white card this is this is gonna True. be some people some people argue yes. that actually yeah yes no also. no no there there i think there's that there's no argument this should have just been a white card <laughs> white just doesn't have any good card draw this and this as a white card i think would have been perfect yeah. flash it's a, it's it would have been a great blocker you could have made it a zero three in that case if you wanted to nerf white that bad right yes. and then each opponent draw like when you your draw is reliant on your opponents but this is a really good instance of that and then you give everybody a card by paying four mana that's ridiculous four mana there's already a creature in white that just taps and gives an opponent a card you know 
Yeah, the, but I the, very, very, very good assessment. But he again, he made the card because he wanted it to be like be able to be pitched by force of will and for force of negation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's about, that's about it but about the card. Uh, it's gonna be a staple. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be very very good. Yep. Yeah. Like there, so, there goes my money. There goes my wallet. Yeah, it's I'm gonna like get a, a couple of those. Like a like a like a, like a ten dollar card easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's I think gonna be a I, I don't, don't think it's gonna be a ten dollar card. I think it's gonna start at ten. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because it's a rare. Thankfully, it's a rare. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I want to talk about the next card. Yes. Ooh. Go right ahead, my dude. Yeah. Talia and the Gitrock Monster. One white, black, and green. Legendary creature, human, frog, horror. Four four. First strike, death touch. <laughs> you may play an additional land each turn. Hmm? Creatures and non-basic lands your opponent's control into <laughs> the battlefield tapped, and when they attack, sacrifice a creature or a land because you get the option, of course. Of course. To draw a card. <laughs> it's fair. Insane. It's fair. Insane. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> ridiculous. I'm, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface uh, this. Preface this with. Uh, there's only three other creatures in the entirety of magic with first strike and death touch that combination is un is almost unbeatable in combat yeah you will attack with this and you need five like five creatures that are four fours to kill this yeah. unless they have first yeah. strike or double strike mm -hmm. to counteract this first strike yeah it is the only like you need five other creatures at the same time being four fours at least mm -hmm. and that's trading yeah that's ridiculous correct so you may play additional lands each turn and mm -hmm. creatures your uh, non-basic lands your opponent's control enter the battlefield mm -hmm. tap they just took the one of the first few texts of Gitrog monster the Gitrog monster and the first few texts of talia heretical Cathar, oh. and just smashed them together yep yeah I love it. Yep. And then they give it not only uh, Thalia's uh, signature first strike and the Gitrog monster's death touch, they they gave it a very good uh, attack trigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also... With all that mentioned, this card is so uninspiring for me. Oh. It is so. It's 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 just. It's like, what do you do with it? You win. You win no. a lot. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Let, let, let me explain. Let me explain my 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 my, my train of thought. Mm -hmm. So you can either you can play Staxi because it, it allows you to like creatures and non-basic lands. It's it's inherently stacked. So it's inherently Staxi. Mm -hmm. You could you could add aristocrats because you want to be sacrificing the creatures, or you could be a land-based. If you do all three. You need to be very careful in how you do all three in order to have a proper balance for all three. But it's just generic. I, I attack and it's a four, and, and 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 I draw a card. I feel I feel like it stacks like stacks and aristocrats is, is like fine. You know what I mean? Because by stacks and aristocrats, they just kind of do their thing together. Uh, people mentioned you could play a stacks piece, a creature stacks piece that me that messes you up. Mm. But you could still attack and and sacrifice it. That's a cool idea. I like so it. So you don't. So so you don't. Uh, so you don't need. Uh, 
to break parity, you just kill the creature on mm -hmm. attack. Yeah. And then maybe later on re reanimate it when it's more useful because you're in the colors for it. Or simply kill but, like your stacks creatures that aren't that useful. Like, you know, once once they stop being like as useful like during the during the course of the game, you can just start getting rid of them and drawing cards off of them. Yeah. It's not yes. terrible. But he is like so plain in terms of he's just oh yeah, he's just powerful, but yeah. He's just powerful. There's there's just you know, nothing the else, Gid nothing nothing else that's like interesting going on the, with it. The Gidrug monster is like you can you can, in, in in commander you can loop a, a, a specific land and do all these crazy things uh, bending the almost almost bending the rules of uh, the entirety of Magic the Gathering. And and Talia is always like a very staxy staxy piece but it, it this just feels uninspiring. I guess it's a good argument because it happened with the the affirmation of Troxa we mentioned that just felt like a very uninspired magic card. It's a very strong magic card. It's strong, but it's just but for the colors. You're just doing that and just value. Well, this one is like sax and value, and that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah, it, it doesn't uh, have like a weird effect, like for example the Galta and the Mavern, which is like oh you attack, but you have to have like a token based strategy, or you have to have other creatures in order to like get the full value out of it. Even though it's a strong card from the get go. But if you want to like maximize it, it you need it, something else. In fact, Yargle and, and Multani is more interesting than than, than Talia and the Gidrog monster. Yeah. Not stronger, definitely not stronger, yeah. but way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like uh, build arounds and doing like creative yeah. new decks, yeah, that's true. It's not yes. the most creative commander. But it's gonna be a commander you're gonna see play. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Definitely people, people, people are gonna play this, and play and, this. And, and I'm just gonna play my my creatures and smack you in the face for <laughs> playing this monstrosity. <laughs> I can't speak too much. I have a get rock deck monster. Yeah. Uh, like a, a, a get rock monster deck. So yeah, but at least there's like some interesting stuff going on there in a mm -hmm. CDH table. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. But uh, next card I want to bring up, I want to bring this one up because it's my favorite one of the spoiled cards in terms of flavor. Yeah. That would be Heliod the Radiant Dawn. Um, first thing that catches your eye when you see this card, it is a flip of a boy. Um, Hel Heliod the Radiant Dawn comes down for two colorless mana and two white. He's a legendary enchantment creature god, as they tend to to be normally right when it enters the battlefield return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard to your hand then you can pay three mana and one phyrexian so it's either three mana and a blue or three mana and two life to transform it and you can only activate it as a sorcery let me see if i can get the flip side over here yeah which is heliod the warped eclipse uh, legendary enchantment creature Phyrexian God. Instead of Heliod's uh, previous form, which is a 4 4, we get a 4 6. And it lets you cast spells as though they had flash. And then spells cost one less to cast for each card your opponents have drawn this turn. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, can, may I say the flavorful part? Oh, yes. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to get to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. The faith. Complete the god. Complete the god. Complete the plane. Yeah. Oh, that's a great flavor text. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That is great flavor text. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, one of the things they mentioned is you can't complete a god. 
uh, and it's something I mentioned of a while back yeah. when they, when we were talking about Phyrexian Invasion on how I thought they were going to deal with it. One of the ways is how do you handle spirits? They have no physical corporeal body. Yeah, you can't complete a spirit because it has no physical corporeal body. Mm. Technically, a god is in a way a concept. Uh, when you, especially when you look at crucifix, which is like you can't even see what crucifix is. They're basically like ideas and 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 these beings that they don't have a particular like form. They could change. They have a form, but they change forms, mm-hmm. uh, size, and 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 whatnot. Yeah. So because you can't affect his body, you can't affect the god directly. If you complete his followers and his followers warp the the, the faith mm-hmm. on Heliod the gods are made out of like are are, are their faith are mm-hmm. the like people fuel the faith of the god and if the people are warped are like messed up and they're Phyrexian they mess up and Phyrexianize the god and that's like so good and so flavorful the card is actually pretty good too so it's it's like very solid. Play, so so it's 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 the the thing I like the most when a thing is very flavorful and mechanically good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a strong card. I like Pentasaurus. It's very strong. Um, it's gonna be good in enchantress type decks, but even then, even as a commander, I would say it's as really a commander, it's powerful cool. because even from the get go, everything has flash. You don't need to cast anything on your turn, and on the opponent's turn, if they draw one measly card, you already get a discount. That's already very huge because you can cast everything for free. And you have a discount, and then if they start drawing more cards for X or Y reason, which happens a lot in commander. They're going to be very afraid to start drawing a bunch of cards unless they can deal with your commander almost instantaneously. The other thing is, it's the first one that doesn't... Well, we don't know if there's going to be a cycle, but at least it's the first one of the gods, of the original Theros gods, that is not uh, indestructible, nor do you require devotion. If I'm not mistaken, you guys know more than I do, right? Like, it's the first time we see this, which, like, it goes with JP's point that now that they don't have devotion, now they're an actual creature which is kind of cool like that whole idea with the like you said like the flavor and the 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 way it's constructed like the card um it all kind of binds together very nicely i think there's gonna be another card but i don't think the other gods are gonna have god cards okay so because perforos hates heliod and i don't think perforos would join with urbrask anytime soon um Erebos, the last card we saw of Heliod was uh, Heliod's Punishment, where he was stuck in the underworld holding a massive uh, a massive rock chained up. Uh, so Erebos is probably not doing that. Uh, all the mysterious gods like uh, Karametra and Crufix, they're not joining. Like I don't, I think Heliod is the only one that's going to be Phyrexianized. But to Heliod is like the fair. To be fair, a lot of these uh, uh, like. I don't think Heliod willingly joined the Phyrexians, my guy. No, no. But what, what I but what I mean what I mean is they're not gonna they're not gonna be completed the way uh, the way Heliod has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other god. I don't, I don't think they might not like. I I do think that it's possible that they don't get cards, but I definitely think that if that most of them are definitely gonna be like completed, my guy. I don't. Like, I don't know. Like. 
it's it's not like people get completed out of free will and I, either way like yes, they once do. they're completed there's just i mean oh we'll, we'll we'll talk about that we'll we'll talk about that i mean mm-hmm. i mean people yes. can be completed by free will but i don't but they don't normally get completed like from free will i, I want to talk about that in a bit but uh, <laughs> the other the other thing is the other the, the thing i was uh, going towards the other god i think is going to get a card is hazaret hmm. hazaret yeah the amonket god yeah she's the only one that's left and she's yeah. and, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the arts she's shown to be in the background. Mm, I have makes sense. That. I'll check that out. And in a she's Ooh. like the, the uh, uh, another another of the themes is like red versus white because mm. Urubras has always has been consi- consistently against uh, Elish Norn, mm-hmm. and Hazareth is red. So I'm assuming she's going to gain a color and be like red-green because red-green is the literal opposite of white-blue. Oh, okay. So they're gonna, like, it's going to be, Actually, like, that's gonna be very interesting if, I'm, if, I'm, if my theory is correct. Yeah. Touching, on, touching on that point, why don't you think Perforos or some of the other gods wouldn't join with Urabrask? Uh, you have to... Urbras has to like with Urbras. You have to choose it. He's he's like he's the libertarian of, of the mm-hmm. of the of the Phyrexians. Remember? Okay, I see what you mean. Do you want to be Phyrexianized? No, Maladuya, and and you know they they no, but but he's not just in it for like you know for just like completing everybody. He's also like against like specifically against like Elish Norn. Like he's leading a rebellion against Elish Norn and the others. Kinda. I mean, maybe, maybe like in the background, he's kind of furthering his own goals, sure. But at the end of the day, he's leading a rebellion. Like that's just what it's like outright named as. Le- leading a rebellion is strong words. Ah, uh, it's literally called Urabrask's rebellion, my guy. Like it's and, that way in the lore. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I, I don't. I, I get your point, like, I see what you mean, but they kind of very directly just go, okay, yeah, Urubrask's Rebellion. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know much about lore. All I know is that uh, there's a G-Tax that I want to talk about. That's correct. <laughs> right ahead, my guy. Go so for the, for the genie I, boy. So there's the genie boy, Jutaxis. That's it. That's it. No, no, uh, comma something. It's just Jutaxis. Um, Jin Jutaxis. Yeah. It's a three colors and two blue. Legendary creature, Phyrexian Parator. It's a five-five with ward two, which is gross. It should have been hexproof. Um, whenever you cast a non-creature spell with mana value three or greater, draw a card. And you would think that's enough, but no, this card keeps going. Um, you can also, uh, for <laughs> three colors in a blue, exile Jinji Taxes, then return it to the battlefield, transform under under its owner's control, activate only as a sorcery, and only you have seven or more cards. So it's sort of like that uh, Kismet. Uh, Kismet was it? I don't remember. It was like a card from Amonkhet, which you needed like seven cards in hand to do something. I don't remember that card. It's a while ago. It's a god. So then when you flip it, 
it's a saga of all things called the great synthesis and has the first chapter it reads draw a card draw, draw cards equal to number of cards in your hand which is going to be seven because that's the only unless something happens in the interim of you transitioning to a saga you're going to draw seven cards um you have no maximum hand size for as long as you control the great synthesis chapter two says return all non-phyrexian creatures to your owner's hands so it's a nice bounce effect but number three is the spicy one it reads you may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana cost exile the great synthesis and return it to the battlefield front face up so it goes back to being a g-taxis g-taxis i'm sorry so so, so yeah. you know it says you can cast any number of your spells from from their hand uh, and you can just if, if if you find a way to add mana you and, and you just keep drawing yeah because because remember uh, you make uh, it's a you may cast and it enters flipped so you draw a bunch of cards uh, if you have uh, three or greater yes. and then if you have the mana you can flip it again and keep on going yep because you draw cards again yep. that's stupid that's stupid and then it's like okay so you flip it face up and then if you flip it face up you're gonna have essentially let's say 12 13 cards in hand potentially you'll but be casting you, everything for free and then you, you can drink cards you. Don't, don't you gotta like cast them first and then exile and, re and flip it? No, yeah, you. Because yeah, it says you I... may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana cost. Like, yeah. And then uh, exile yes, yes, the yes. great synthesis. Never yeah, mind, never it's, mind. It's yeah. not that broken. Give it a second, okay. you know, like the read, my guy. <laughs> uh, but no, it's... but that's still insane. That just, it just doesn't, like, it's absolutely insane, regardless. Like, but the chapters no 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 wait wait the chapter three says that you may cast like the the effect on the turn is gonna be you can cast anything for free so you, you may, have you may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana cost period that's it exile yeah. the great synthesis then return it to the battlefield uh front face up but so then that it, means it, that for the turn cost it as as the uh, you cast them as the like as the effect resolution and then you exile it, return it, and then you're gonna have all the spells on the stack, but they're already cast, so Jinjitaxia's, like, mm. uh, effect won't, like, go off. Oh, then I misunderstood that card. I thought it was for the turn, you get to basically cast all these cards. No. Ah, no. uh, never mind. It's not until the end of the turn. It says, you do the thing, period, exile it, put it back. Mm -hmm. Still, you, you are casting at least seven, eight, nine, ten cards. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't uh, make it moment. any less ridiculous. Yeah. I, I shall be back. The, yes. the roast. Sorry, no problem. No worries, no worries. Yes. Um, it's still very strong. Even with my misunderstanding of the card, it's still ridiculously strong. And even then, when it's, once it's flipped from face up, you still have the same effect. And if you like, if you have the mana, you just do it all over again. Um, yeah. I like the idea of having like essentially a um, a saga on the backside of a card. That's cool. That's a cool, interesting concept that they're obviously introducing here. I like the idea of this being like from my understanding they explain this in the video that uh this is like the dream utopian idea that these uh phyrexian praetors have and apparently I, I believe most of them are going to have this idea like utopian ideal of what they want their ideal world to be and it'll be on the backside as a saga um for now this is ridiculously strong i wish i know it's asking for too much but i wish it would have been cast on creature spell with mana value two or more but it's fine that it's three. I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. I wish it was two, 
but bro, two, two or more is too much, and you know it. Know. Shut up, what I'm I Shut know up. that's Shut why I've been so great. I don't want to be casting a cancel. I just want to be casting a counter spell and draw. Three or card. greater, three or greater is still ridiculous. oh no, it's ridiculous. I know because I'm just doing cancels, just canceling all the time. Yeah, just doing all those. I I, I want to make this deck because exactly I want to use all my crappier counter spells because it yeah. says mana value so i can just still have the discounts on the field like i can have like a little mana rock that discounts everything and i can mm -hmm. just still cast a, ca a cancel as a counter spell and still yeah. be able to draw a card so i i am going to make this deck specifically because i i have a bunch of extra blue cards that i can make this into it i don't know man sounds like you just want to build baral build baral with extra stacks uh, like I'm yeah exactly saying. i just want to make like a like a more fair baral Fair. Ew, why would you try to make Baral fair? Because, I, have, because I already have no. Urza. That's like the most broken blue commander there is, so it's fine. You know? Yeah, but Baral doesn't like let you play, so I think it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Like, I, I mean, I, I love Baral when I used to play it, but you know, like, I already play with Baral. I want to play with new blue fun stuff. Oh man! All right. So at least yeah. from from the mommy set, we got our last. Uh, teaser card coming up and that would be chandra hope's beacon as we already know chandra was one of the original planeswalkers uh that you know from the gatewatch that hasn't uh gotten involved with the phyrexians so far um the other one being liliana and obviously all the dead ones um and teferi which has got spirited away over to Selfier, actually um but yeah um chandra hopes beacon she comes down for four colorless mana and two red legendary planeswalker chandra obviously and she comes down with five loyalty she has a static ability which reads whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell copy it you may choose new targets for the copy this ability only triggers once each turn um, you can give her a plus two so this is potentially a planeswalker that's coming down with five and then going up to seven um, and to add any two mana uh, uh, in any combination of colors to your mana pool, this is that I, I keep forgetting that they don't add the rest of that now. It's just add two mana of any combination of colors. Um, and then we got a plus one that reads exile the top five cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell from among those exiled cards. I'm a little sad that basically from five cards you're only getting two out of that plus one yeah but i don't i don't hate it either it's a plus one which is pretty good yeah no yeah still you're still getting like potentially getting rid of like a bunch of stuff and the thing is that you can only cast an instant or sorcery spell from among them like you lose any artifacts you lose anything else in that like you're you're screwed like if your artifact was a win con like it's over bud mm -hmm. Um, then you have a minus X, which deals X damage to up to, to each of up to two targets. Yeah. Which, which, crap, that's great. Yeah. No, no, it's great. It's, it's like very it, you solid. Can, you can potentially just be dealing two damage, like four damage to two different targets. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty, pretty good, actually. Yeah. It is a six mana planeswalker, though, so I would expect the Chandra to be good. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very strong because it's it goes down, it comes down with five loyalty, but your plus two, which makes it go all the way to seven, mm -hmm. gives you two mana, which means lightning strike. So it yeah. can be like, okay, uh, I'll lightning At strike the creature, least. 
my creatures safe because I probably have some blockers. Then I, I'm already at seven, so I can smack you for seven in the face into a creature, or I can minus to like a four, so smack you for four, smack a creature, and then I'll still have my Chandra, and the next turn I'll be doing stuff. And by the way, we keep forgetting the static ability, so when I mentioned the aforementioned Lightning Strike, I'm not like Lightning Striking you once and doing it to doing two it creatures, twice. or maybe to a very strong creature twice over. So or that or in a in a twenty life format, we're talking about like potentially something that could just end the game. Exactly. We're Thank talking God it's about like a once turn thing. Once, we're we're turn. talking about like you know, I I actually uh, had the opportunity to play against more than one deck, which mm. uh, their theme was essentially just mono red, but you're playing like the biggest stuff you can play. Yeah. Right to just close out the game. Um it wasn't amazing because it was still like you know mono red and standard is having like a little bit of trouble nowadays even though it's mm -hmm. still like fairly good yeah but this this is a card that can like easily close out a game like like you mentioned like you know you're dealing three damage to someone's face that three damage is suddenly now a whopping six damage to the face potentially and then in the actually in the same turn you can deal 10 damage to someone's face yes exactly that's what I'm saying. And on top of that, um, since it's once and, each and turn, the static ability. Like on top of that, like yeah. just the. It's a once each turn ability too. So you can just lightning strike twice. And then on your opponent's turn, you can lightning strike again, six more. And then it's already 12. And then you have seven loyalty. So you can deal seven to the face. That's already 19 damage. So you just one off from killing them all in three cards i know it's kind of like very specific cards but i'm just giving like an example yeah, of what you can do it's, with it it's specific and it's also like you know it's still a six mana planeswalker mm -hmm. but i don't know like it's like especially with the more um what's it called um with the more mid-range actually i would just straight up say control strategies that are popping up in standard i think that chandra could be pretty relevant i think that the the biggest issue that not necessarily an issue but like one of the things that's going on with the meta and standard is that there isn't a lot of prevalence of board wipes unless you're playing white i guess mm -hmm. like if you're playing black you don't really have a lot to go on there and if you're playing red like you can deal decent amounts of damage but you don't really have anything that'll just clean out an entire board outright mm -hmm. um and aside from the blue green um poison counters deck there isn't a lot of decks that are playing like just plain um plain small creatures most of these other decks are like you know swinging in with like creatures that keep growing as the game goes on or well, actually yeah that's that's actually a lot of what we're saying just creatures that get progressively bigger as the game goes on like yep. sure i'm playing my mono black aggro deck you might kill my smaller creatures but then i'm just gonna drop in a um uh, uh shieldred yep you know it's freaking insane um as the game goes on like you're playing red and someone's dropping like actually in red it's just same old same old i'm thinking not red i'm thinking of white like in white uh in the mono white uh toxic deck because now it's now it's toxic not in fact in the meta white toxic deck like the creatures you're trying to make your creatures bigger you're trying to use spells to put one one counters on them you're trying to use other effects to make those creatures grow um at least on the mom side of things i think that's all we have to talk about is there yeah. anything else you might want to mention anything any other comments um i think it's a uh 
you know, great first batch of cards. They're very interesting. I like the Pokemon smash up idea. Um, some people were saying this is basically doing partners, but with one card. And that's essentially kind of what they've done. They've taken the, 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 the uh, partner mechanic and just basically mashed it into one card, which, you know, breeds interesting ideas as we've seen and some, I guess, more boring ideas. I want to see, obviously, Urza and Yogboth teaming together in a card. And oh, that would be amazing. Oh, come on. Yes. This is genocide in a card. Yes, that would be amazing. Just, <laughs> you, you, put, you get the gen and the aside. Just yeah. put them together. <laughs> what do you get? Oh. Exactly. I want, I want like, the card to actually just be, like, the, the crater that they left when they touched the stones. That would just be the card. There, don't, there wouldn't be any of them in the, in the card. The card work. It would just be, like, a crater. You got a crater. But um, it'd be oh, interesting God. to see the other mashup. And... We could even see potentially two place walkers in one like card. That would be kind of insane too. Which we've already kind of seen with the with the brother and sister pairing. But it'd be yeah. cool to see them with other command like with other place walkers. Like I don't know, like a, a Johnny and Jace or something crazy. I don't know, or like a, whatever. I, 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 feel, I feel like like Urza and and, and like Yagmoth though are just two beings with like the, a, a whole plane can't fit their ego, so I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, nah, but um, yeah. let's go over here. So actually, I gave you that link. So to the next you thing. See. Yeah. Oh, we, that's will, the... we will get to that. Oh, we'll okay. That perfect. In a minute, second, actually. But I did want to bring up the main page first. You know, bring up okay, the, the pretty, the pretty, the pretty promo and uh, yeah, bring up Commander Masters. Yes. Uh, the tagline for this product is all the power, all the style. Yes, Release there's a lot of style. August 4th. For <laughs> starters, I'm already digging the fact that we just know that that is the Ur-Dragon. Like, yes. I don't think it can be anything else. That is that the Ur-Dragon. I'm loving what's going on because it has, like, that that universe. Like, I'm, I'm living in the space between planes mm -hmm. feel to it. Like, this is what the Blind Eternities overflowing with dragons looks like. Yeah. I enjoy it. I find it interesting that he is a gold dragon and that we're getting very colorful dragons on this one because you know again I'm, I'm used to thinking of dragons with a really dnd &D mentality um so just thinking of like you know the green dragons and what they do like you know their context and whatever but here we're getting we're getting some different colors we got this guy that's just kind of popping up like front and center and right next to the ear dragon with the purple wings and the and the yellow like he's got a lot more going on in his color scheme but then you got like your more classic looking green dragons there's actually one back there that kind of looks like an emerald dragon which i think is cool yeah um yeah we are getting this this great set on uh, on august 4th mm -hmm. um we are getting four different types of products so far for the set so we are getting commander master set boosters yes we are getting four commander decks yes um which I can't even like I don't even know where to start with those. Oh god. Um we're getting collector boosters slash mm -hmm. display and we're getting our uh draft boosters. Yes. Um I find it interesting, like just going off like right off the bat, right? Like going uh addressing the arts. We got on the right on the right hand corner we got the Ura Dragon like we talked about for the draft uh for the draft booster display. Uh for the set booster display we got uh Gisa. Gis which I Gisa, find yeah. kinda interesting. Mm -hmm. uh gissa gissa i don't know whatever whatever you guys want to call it i don't know put it put it in the comments or something so we can see how that's like pronounced mm -hmm. um 
we in the commander deck section though oh wait actually going uh going back to the yeah. art going back and forth here um i'm seeing a lotus on the collector yes. booster i'm glad which means that we're potentially getting that jeweled lotus reprint and if we're not getting a jeweled lotus reprint first i'm gonna riot and second i better be getting anything but a guild lotus in there like there's got to be a something lotus i better be getting a new lotus if you're not giving me that jeweled lotus reprint and i'm hoping that jeweled lotus gets reprinted as an uncommon please wizards come on you've done you've done enough bad decisions make a good oh, one for once come on i wish i i want each and every single one of those commander products like that, that those commander decks i want each and every single one to just have a copy of mana vault mana crib jeweled lotus and 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 a damn like like all of those rocks that are expensive simply because of scarcity rather than because they are actually mega functional put them in there put, put them in there it's, it's i just, agree it's just cardboard wizards i agree Come on. i agree yep. <laughs> um um just going over over stuff real quick we got jeskai planeswalkers is going to be the theme of one of our decks it's that sounds amazing Planeswalker already party. Yep, it's it's American planeswalkers. They mm -hmm. they're just gonna go ahead and take your oil in the middle of the game. <laughs> um, uh, I swear we're not political. Um, we got enduring enchantments. We're getting an enchantress theme deck. I really do hope it has, if not all, because obviously they can't give us everything. I suppose even though they could, we just don't want to. Which is interesting uh. because it's not in banned colors. Which is interesting because the last time we had an enchantress focused deck, it was in banned colors, and now it's not so yeah. i am very curious of what they're going to do with that because they're 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 taking away the blue and putting in the black which black also has a, amazing enchantments but it's interesting i can't i can't really remember uh, other than the reanimator enchantments i can't remember a lot of enchantments that are black off the top of my head that um, I would, you know like, you got like, like bitter blossom you got phyrexing arena so you got like really good value ones that you take away life for something really good on the other right I, that's the thing i always forget that enchantress decks don't have to be Voltron. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my, my brain my brain thinks auras automatically, but I guess yeah. I just kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, we also got the Sliver Swarm, which is a five-color deck. I'm yeah. really hoping that we either get a new Sliver or that we're talking first Sliver right off the bat, just cascade yeah. into all the Slivers. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I guess Sliver Queen is like the next like yeah. good option. It might be Sliver Queen, the one that's going to be in the deck. I'm yeah. almost certain. Yeah. Although, although... I do gotta say this. Um, I'm, I am hoping because of Wolf, you know, commander product. I am hoping each one of those is going to be a new commander. Agreed. And that, in, and that in any case, we get, for example, something like the first sliver or a sliver queen as a secondary, like legendary in the deck. I think that would be the best way to go, especially because again, a lot of these sliver cards. Um, going into the next, like segueing into the next deck, a lot of these Eldrazi cards, a lot of those uh, like Enchantress focus or Planeswalker focus strategies, like these are four. These are four like fairly expensive strategies that are only expensive because of how niche they are. Yeah, and it's definitely an opportunity to bring some of those prices down while also bringing something that makes these strategies feel fresh. I yes. guess. Yep. Um, the last one that we that we uh, were talking about is the Eldrazi Unbound. I find this one especially interesting mm -hmm. because this is entirely colorless. Yes, so we're at gonna have least, wastes. At least from what we have on the on the box like mm -hmm. art, it yep. doesn't say that you're getting a five color like mainly colorless commander. It's implying that we are getting a fully 
yeah. colorless commander. <laughs> this is again where I say that is it's an excellent opportunity to bring up stuff like I don't I think Grim Monoliths is in the reserve list, so I'm screwed on that one. But you know, for example, just like a mana vault or mm-hmm. just just these things that that again like Mana Vault is only expensive because of because of what it would because the scarcity they created it's the scarcity that they created yeah not not because it's like an amazing card it's honestly a card that up to a certain degree it's actually kind of niche where you can Mm -hmm. play it because even there's a lot of cdh builds which just simply care more about having the correct colors than they do about having a ton of mana yeah Uh, a really good example being uh uh gale which is my current build um he just cares about having like you know your pips rather than having a bunch of colorless mana and i think there it applies to a lot of cases in which we tend to stick cards like soul ring and um <clears throat> and mana vault into decks that don't need them yep agree um um i've talked a lot so i didn't go i don't know give me some um yeah i was super excited i freaked out when i saw that they were starting to spoil commander masters which is obviously a meme in the commander and like in the mtg community because the last uh seven master sets have all been uh coined commander masters so i guess wizards came and they were like you want a commander masters we'll just give you a stupid commander masters at this point because you know every other master set was always being skewed to some degree for commander players. So I guess they were like, well, screw it. Forget the idea of having commander legends, which was essentially the original commander masters or the Soto commander masters. And now we're just giving you straight up commander masters. Um, I like the idea that there's some flexibility because you have your set booster, your draft boosters, which I, I'm, I am actually want to draft this with you guys for sure. Like I definitely oh, want to draft. Sure. We, we have to draft on this. We're drafting, we are drafting, it. We're drafting this. it here for Straight everybody up. to see yes. on the Cardboard Cave podcast. That is, that so is going to happen. We need to draft tuned. this. Yes, we're stay tuned. Um, I, love, I love how push these commander decks and we're going to be talking about why they ended up being so pushed because there's going to be a compromise with all of these things. Um, I am in love with everything here. This is basically what i've been wanting for a while even the reprints they started to announce for this which they just talked about like two or three cards they're all excellent and they all should be in this set it makes sense and i am very very excited for this set but there's one big asterisk to it and eventually we'll get to that which is one of the reasons that although i love this it really hurts my bottom um dollar my wallet it hurts a lot yes it's gonna be a pain. Um, I think they spoiled uh, a few cards, right? No, down. not that I've been made aware of. Well, they have. So let me just pull it up for you. So really not? Because I, I was actually looking it up as we were talking earlier, and I didn't see anything. Um, give me a second. This is this is live, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Masters spoilers. So they spoiled. Uh, it was just it was just two or three cards. It wasn't that many. They spoiled. I saw the uh, they spoiled three cards, sir. So they spoiled the aforementioned Ur Dragon. It's three reprints, by the way. The aforementioned okay. Ur yeah, Dragon, obviously, in its original art, but obviously there's going to be like that version you probably saw there. Uh, the other card is obviously the Joe Lotus. It's going to have uh, three different versions. It's going to have the normal one. It's going to have the Borderless Foil, which looks phenomenal. And it's going to have the Edge Foil. They're doing the Edge Foil again. Um, and it looks also amazing. And the third card, 
is basically Time Warp, the expensive version. <laughs> the one yep. that hasn't ever been reprinted again because it's another card for Portal Three Kingdoms, which now I'm seeing that Wizards is just using Portal Three Kingdoms as an excuse to just like throw in a very expensive card that's just gonna like drop like a stone after the fact. And this card, yep. it will retain some of its value because it's essentially a redundant Time Warp and it's gonna mm -hmm. be used. But I don't see this being more than 20 bucks from the 400 it that it, it costs. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't exactly. be more it than should. 20 bucks. However, it's it's still scarce yeah. in comparison. And again, this serving as a um, almost as a segue for what we're talking about next, mm -hmm. actually, yeah. it, it is exactly the reason why it may retain more value than it's worth. Yeah. Agree, um, but uh, I like the three reprints. They're very solid. The Ur Dragon was creeping up in price from yeah. a while ago. Like it was like what 50 60 bucks probably. Like it's it very expensive. It was getting reprint. really, really high up there. Like I don't even want to like I, I don't I don't want to be wrong when I say like the the, the stuff I was looking at, but I was yeah. ridiculous like 79 80 bucks almost. Yeah. Like it was, it, it was it was getting insane. Yeah, agree. So I'm happy. I'm happy that we're getting this as a reprint. It's all these three cards are excellent reprints and i just hope pray that um you know the other reprints are in line in terms of value and mm -hmm. for the price that you're gonna pay for these boxes they better have good value in them and i hope uh, that it has a good experience yeah you guys talk so, sorry for our listeners that i keep pausing probably in back i just came back from the little stew i mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, you guys mentioned uh, the prices of the, of the box we're not yet that's exactly what we okay. were gonna segue into jsp yes, so thank that, you yeah. for that you. um these are like i i for, for those who are like watching right there's not a lot that i have to say at this point so everything that's gonna be said is gonna be for the for the listeners yeah um that's it. That's that's Amazon, right? Yeah, this is Amazon, Correct. which is okay, obviously okay. going to be the no prices. Pretty, which is oh, a, no, no, no. going to be a pretty good guideline either way. Mm, it is not actually. Okay. Really? Go ahead. So uh, I knew you were going to bring this up. Uh, basically, these are uh, these prices are set beforehand, and then they will drop. Yes, that is true. These prices are are very big, massive speculations and then they'll drop so it will not cost you 360 dollars per set booster but what i'm not saying it won't cost you more than a hundred dollars you know it, it'll be it'll be a, like a 200 250 you know a double masters type type uh, price yeah i honestly considering what's already like happened before i am very much depending on what gets spoiled i am expecting a 300 dollars price tag if i'm being honest no. i i, I last, the same. last time last time you you put something at that price range it didn't sell as good as well and they had to drop That's the true. prices and, well, like you could you could sell a, a, a like a set booster or a draft booster at like 250 but I don't think that you, you'll be able to sell it at 300 plus. I guess JP brings a good point because the last time we saw prices like those, it was with double masters, but it was, the, it was the caveat that you still had double the rares and or mythics, which in essence, you have way more value in those in those boxes than in these ones, because it's just strictly like a 
you know sure the set boosters play a little bit with the rare the rares and the mythics but essentially you're getting one rare and or mythic per per booster so i guess yeah. it would sink a little bit i do think if i'm being speculative i think it's going to be a 250 yeah, box i feel like 250 is uh, 250 is, is high it's definitely high. high but but like that's that's like the what what i believe but i, I honestly i honestly hate the concept of a 250 dollars box considering I that what, what does that mean for our for our um for our collector's product well that collector's product is for boosters so they're doing exactly. the whole thing they did the, the, the thing that they did the last time around yeah it's the same thing which exactly my see, problem. it's best seller because originally when they speculated the price it was 170 and i'm pretty sure a lot of people were like whoa wait this is like lower than it should be based on what we presume is going to be in the box so then a lot of people bought it that's why it's a best seller because then it went up in price it went mm -hmm. back to the uh, like the price that makes sense which is 194 because each booster is being speculated at 50 bucks so yeah and it's four booster just so people want to, be, to, to be fair anything like 20 bucks for a pack of 15 cards is already too much money it's, to it's insane i agree i agree and this is obviously you for know. the very premium whales and all that but pro tip and I don't know if you guys done this before, but you can always just pre-order pre the box. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Because you, you won't to, be you cancel. Yes, you can always cancel whatever the hell you want. And Amazon is not going to like penalize you for this. And they will always honor the lowest price. price yeah, the, the lowest price you 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 ordered it. Exactly. So if, so you, if, if, if you order right now, one hundred and ninety four thirty or thirty seven cents, mm -hmm. they will honor that price, even if it's like three hundred dollars yes and if it goes down it will honor the lowest price so you literally lose nothing by literally clicking on that and just pre-ordering right now because if, if it drops then it will assure you the lowest price point it dropped that or if it goes to like jp said like 500 bucks then you're fine because it will always stay at the price you clicked on at the moment and right now those prices that's, have been basically one the same one money. i agree i agree and it's amazon and it's like not the best because you want to go give it to your local game store but you know these prices are in flux and whatever i always do it as a safety precaution and then i just when the when the time closes like when the the product is going to come out then i assess if i cancel the product or if i leave it sometimes i get a good deal sometimes it's like ah it's not that much different than just buying an lgs and they'll just buy an lgs i didn't make the promise i did say in the podcast i wasn't gonna buy any product because i'm sick of products this is probably the only product i will buy loads from because even though those prices are absurd i i do i will pre-order them and see kind of like how the the spoilers come out but the commander car commander decks even though they're 60 bucks a pop which is insane speculative speculatively but 68 i'm sorry creeping up to 70 now so. yeah but but the potential as you've mentioned the potential of what could be included here could be great i don't know if wizards would actually go bonkers and actually give you like say shock lands or even fetch lands considering uh, people are speculating mm -hmm. a, a reprint of the, the four remaining free count uh, free uh, icoria spells because oh. you just got uh, we just got flawless maneuver yeah so deflecting SWAT, uh, force of negation. Uh, is it no? Uh, yeah, the other one. Um, yeah, and the fierce guardianship. 
fierce guardianship. Fierce guardianship, thank you. And the white one and the black and deadly relic. The white one was reprinted. Recently. No, 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 the white one was reprinted. The, exactly. the, the green one, the green but one. The, but the problem with your idea is that since there's an Eldrazi deck, one of the other two deck, one of the other three decks is gonna have oh, two of those right. free spells, which is gonna okay. like then like. The, the Eldrazi isn't running. just the Eldrazi hey, deck. Just it's apparently completely colorless. Exactly. Just give them the green one. Just what? Hey, hey. Just give yeah. them the green one. The green one sucks. True, it's, it's but, the, it's, well, yeah. but it's but it's colorless. The deck is colorless, though. No, no, no. 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 Means as, as you in... stick the green one in another deck. That's what he means. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you yeah. give it the red one and the green one, or the or the blue. Like, uh, what colors are there? It's the five color one with the slivers. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a just sky color one and the enchantress one. By the, by the way, I feel I feel like I, I wasn't here when we talked about the Lord of when, the Lord of the. Rings we haven't stuff. talked about that. Was the other thing we we're gonna discuss? Yes. Okay, because I I didn't know about this. This is new yes. to me. Like I'm 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 like what? <laughs> this is this looks yes. amazing. They didn't spoil any Lord of the Ring cards. They just spoiled basically the artworks Art. and and all the product that's gonna come out. Uh, yeah, it's a starter kit. For I'm assuming it was for, for people who are like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, this is magic. Let's let's yeah. go in. And yeah. I have no idea how to play magic though. And that's Boom. a starter kit. Exactly. It has uh, the draft booster, the mm -hmm. set booster, yep. the collector booster, mm -hmm. the bundle, the gift bundle. Yes, and the jump start because obviously. And the jump start. And that's commander decks. Seven. And the and, and the four command uh, five commander decks actually. Five commander decks. Yes. No uh, four. 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 Four commander decks. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little crazy. It's sort of crazy. Those prices are much more reasonable. Yes. All things considered. Um, but it's I'm thinking it's gonna be more akin to like maybe a modern horizon type of set because it's gonna be cards that go into into modern. I'm pretty sure they're I gonna be pushed. So. so it's gonna be probably akin or sort of similar to how modern horizons have been in the past, which as we know would be disastrous for that format, but I don't play that format, so I don't care. I, and, you know, so is, I'm fine. Is it, is it gonna be? Well, we'll see because it's gonna it's gonna be like a modern horizons in terms of these cards go straight into modern. They're gonna push them to modern. Ah, uh, I was hoping the one ring for, uh, to rule them all is, was gonna be mana crypt. Ah, uh, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Oh, and one actually now you mentioned the ring thing in the collector booster. There's a little sticker that you can't really see that it says it may contain a ring card, a serialized ring card. So Ooh. they're going to give the Ooh. one ring who rules them all, which is obviously going to be Ooh. like a. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a Moxin. I'm almost certain it's going to be like Ooh, a type uh, of Moxin. Do, do you think we're getting the other rings though? I don't know what we're going to get, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure the one ring who rules them all is going to be serialized. That's my that's my it guess. Right it now. can't be a Moxin, but it's going to be a Moxin like card. Mox, I Mox feel. Opal, Mox Dino, like uh, okay. Uh, Mox Diamond, even though it's technically in the in, in the reserve list, has been reprinted. So, but that's what I think it's gonna do, like a type of like a Mox Opal, like which was no, like a Mox Amber. I'm sorry, I feel it's gonna be like a Mox Amber type of deal. It's gonna be a new Moxin. I'm pretty sure they're gonna do a new Moxin with a ring, but I don't know what type of effect would be like a balanced effect for modern. I don't know because I'm not a not a card designer, but I'm assuming the ring is gonna be a like a. Uh, like a it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, it comes. It comes down for zero. It gives you three black mana, but what, but if it gets destroyed, you lose the game. Hey, that's interesting. It's gonna be very, very good build around. Yeah, I play this. I tap it for mana. I cast this ancient grudge. You're dead. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you, you, gotta, guys know more. you gotta you gotta find a way to cheat death in that case, so it doesn't consume you. Well, think about what the ring does. It makes you invisible. It corrupts you. So, what can you do with that? Like, you know. To be fair, it, I think it, it like the ring works specifically um, depending on your race, essentially, or like your like True. yourself. It makes hobbits invisible for the most part. Yeah. But it has other effects on other races, if I'm not mistaken. So, would you think that depending on the the mana that you have at your disposal, it creates that color but that would be broken no i don't i don't think they're gonna go like that far into it like just because it's not something that like (laughs) everyone pays attention to yeah (laughs) you know it's like it's like a tiny little like tidbit i don't think they're gonna go that deep into it even though i would love if they did put that kind of love and care into the set i just i just I don't know. I just personally have like this thing, which I don't think that Wizards is going to put as much love and care into something that isn't specifically their IP. But I'm honestly really hoping I'm wrong because of what Lord of the Rings is. Like Lord of the Rings is one of those first works that just, you know. But wouldn't you argue they, they kept a lot of care attention when they did the 40, 40K or Hammer? I mean, I feel like they were, they they give a lot of attention to detail in terms of the, I don't care about the lore of that, but I, from yeah. what I've heard, it's very accurate and very representative of the lore and the characters and the tribes very, and all that. Very generally, I, I would I would say so, yeah. But I feel like they there's a lot of other things they could have paid attention to. But at the same time, I feel like there was also really limited space. So again, I could be wrong because it, they, they paid a lot of attention to a really limited space. So maybe here, since they have more room to work with, they have like even more stuff that they can kind of go into more like bits of flavor text, more characters that they can put in that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just like tossing, tossing stuff out. and see The only stuff. scary thing that I see is that this set, I mean, depending on how they worked around the copyright issues, we might have a problem that if this becomes like ultra staply modern cards or legacy cards and then they don't reprint them then it's gonna be like a few years down the line where they do the magic variant like the magic version of these cards or this set down the line like in the future and i don't know that might become a problem very quickly i mean it happened already with 40k it wasn't so egregious although there are very expensive cards in in those commander decks um and there are some that are actually basically staples it's very specific decks um but i feel like that it's gonna it's a problem that keeps compounding that i don't see wizards sort of addressing and they keep pushing this idea of ips and like actual sets and I, i mean actual formats that are like more than just commander and it's a little scary yeah yeah you know it's it's kind of funny though because um every time i would think to like um what my original concept of card games like came from uh it was from like watching the Yu-Gi-Oh like animated series right when i was i was a kid so i think it's it's like a really funny kind of dystopian feel in which oh yeah it's it's exactly like the original Yu-Gi-Oh. there's like the one copy of this card that's legal in the format that only like a handful of people that you know have like power get to have like that's it's like funny it, it's it's funny but it's not funny haha it's funny oh god <laughs> exactly he feels like, like a funny is, oh god yeah on. Then, then, then you have you have to become the real kaiba find the, those people and rip it yep you gotta find the, those rings those serialized rings and start ripping them apart 
So and make sure you you get the number one, the one that exactly. says number one, yep. and and rip the rest. Exactly. Actually, oh man. Yeah, oh, oh my god, it would literally be the one to rule the world. Exactly. Yo, yeah. yo, hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. What if the number one copy is just like the one ring to rule them all? And then you get like the like really special like borders and text or whatever. And then you just have all the other serialized ones, which are just like a more generic I'd, version of that. I'd be afraid to actually own that card. I feel like people are gonna like right? break like down someone, my like door some, like and kill me. Someone's gonna like find your IP address and oh, like yeah. come after you. Yeah, straight up. If I post like even a single picture of that, I swear someone's gonna kill me in, in like yeah. in my my own house. You know, honestly, even with like these serialized cards, like mm -hmm. if I had the one of the Lord of the Rings set card, I same deal. Like I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't tell anyone I have it. Yeah, like that just sounds insane. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I'm not like a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I I appreciate this, and I know I feel like they're going to give a lot of care and attention in terms of the storytelling and what this means for so many people, so many other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a great tribute because again you know because of lord of the rings is, is like well not necessarily because because obviously there's a ton of influences but like you know because of lord of the rings is basically why there's so many people that have a love for fantasy why dnd &D has like became a thing um so i i really do hope that they're that they're gonna do it justice i suppose mm -hmm. um i hope that a collaboration with with like you know the lord of the rings ip also means that there's potential for like some dnd like lord of the rings content even though i, I feel mm. like it's like it's redundant up to a certain point but i do yeah, kind of yeah. hope that that the, that we do get to get some of that because i don't know it's kind of cool um i like that the so far from what we see on the art of like the box we're getting art that is that's reminiscent of like you know like the old descriptions like books and stuff like that but that also has like its magic feel to it uh because at least with the 40k versions i feel like they were just they were very they were very 40k you know and here even though it, i'm not saying that it loses the lord of the rings feel but i feel like you can really feel like the magic uh like the magic touch no pun intended right? I, I feel like it looks a lot like the animated movie right it has like that that look but like very like, 70s, like an updated like an updated like version of the 70s art of the yeah. 70, yeah 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 it look it looks very nice like i it's like you said it does feel like they kind of blended a little bit of the aesthetic of magic with lord of the rings as opposed to like you said basically just 40 40k um concept art <laughs> into a magic card mm -hmm. yeah and, and don't get me wrong they're, they're like in the 40k art like if you're familiar with what the 40k art looks like you'll notice that yeah they do there, there is like the like you do there's heavy magic influence but you know like my eyes just saw 40k more than they saw magic i guess um meanwhile in this set i feel like you know there's like a lot of the uh the way that magic like the ma like magic artists use a lot of like the way they use a lot of their colors and stuff like that especially like right here where you get like the complex scenes of like the battle and stuff going on yeah. Um, it's it's a set that just screams magic to me more than it does uh, Lord of the Rings. But when you get up close and see the orcs and stuff like that, it's where you can finally like get the get the taste of that. Yep. Um, I noticed as well that this um, this product, the uh, the starter kit, has different art. 
mm -hmm. uh, to all the rest. So I'm assuming that's probably what our alternate art is going to look like. Potentially, they might put like a like a Frodo versus uh, I don't know Gollum or something, and they'll have a little bit of like different art to like incentivize you to also buy. Because I'm pretty sure they just want you to buy if you're like a diehard Lord of the Rings fan, then pretty sure they mm -hmm. want you to buy everything, even the bundles the versus kind of elves. Sure, yeah, that's that'll be the more more versus like <laughs> dwarves. Yeah, would you think? Ooh. Would do you think they're gonna reprint any of like magic cards into like the Lord of the Rings flavor, or you think it's gonna be like strictly all new cards? That'd be interesting because like dwarven recruiter could be reprinted, Ooh. and it's like and it's not like it's it's odd flavor. If you get more dwarves, mm -hmm. exactly. That's what I'm saying, and they could reprint. Basically, that will go into modern, which is. Yeah, Ooh. which is, which is fine, I wonder how many dwarves really. There's not many good dwarves in it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many like halflings we're gonna get. Cause oh, true. Cause you know, at least we know we're we're gonna get like the mains. You know, we're gonna get Bilbo. We're gonna because Bilbo's already like on, uh, on the art down here. Are they gonna be called halflings? True. Mm, probably Remember, not because that's that's they like, they did it different in the in the D and D set. And I would hope. I would hope that they're going to make them like you know the same creature type so that there's actually like some synergy there so no so so they would make them halflings oh i see what you mean though so so uh, back before we had dnd &D in magic the azra azra the azra are basically tieflings they are copied they're exactly tieflings and then we got tieflings as a as 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 a, a subtype. Yeah. Uh, Prosperous innkeeper is the only uh, halfling Prosper. that comes to mind immediately, and he is a yeah. halfling citizen. There's yeah. also uh, Gretchen. So are they going to be halflings Willow. or are they going to be hobbits? Mm, I see mm. what you mean. Yeah. Because <sighs> that's the thing. Now in magic, we have. Oh wait. Are the are the Kithkin the same thing as halflings or no? They're, they're technically, yes. That's what I'm saying. You, well, they're, you they're the magic in, equivalent. Exactly. So in magic, you're gonna have Kithkin, halfling, and as we see now, even possibly hobbit. Yeah. You'll just have a lord that does that help that goes with all three, and it'll be easier. Honestly, I just think that at this point we should just have an errata that just only include all three of them as the same creature type, and just have them like, even though that's terrible because can they the use card hobbits? No longer explains the card, but exactly. But can you have hobbits? As well, a, I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of ridiculous if they're letting them use the lore and the art and everything else for the set, and then just not let them use the word hobbit. Hmm. So I, I don't think it's going to come down to whether they are allowed to use the word. Because even then, e even though we know as like, you know, fans of this or I don't know, whatever, whatever word you might want to use to describe that. But as we know that, you know, Kithkin, uh, Halfling and Hobbits are the same thing yeah. for all intents and purposes. <laughs> but, you know for the purposes of like you know their their in universe equivalents of like each one like i don't know I, it would just kind of suck to play my lord of the rings like you know to play my frodo and then have to call my my frodo a kithkin yeah or have to call my frodo a halfling because 
the 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 the, the word that I learned when I learned what 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 Frodo is is Hobbit, and my flavor says he's a Hobbit, and you know it's not accurate to mm. represent like it's not accurate to call Frodo a halfling either. Because even though they are the same thing flavor-wise when you compare the two side by side, but theoretically, hobbits aren't uh, half human, half elf, or yeah, yeah. I mean, halflings aren't half human, half elf either. Oh, I thought no, no, never mind. This is just half elves. I forgot halflings. What the heck are halflings? They're just called halflings for like no reason. Yeah, they're the, they're just, they're, because they're half. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, never mind. I forgot. I forgot you're, about you're that. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my 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 thing is my theory is that I think they're gonna let them use Hobbit, but I think they're gonna let them use Hobbit in the context of the Lord of the Rings. I don't think they'll let them errata everything into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're not. I'm assuming. I'm assuming because you know they might let them there, but it's just like, oh, you can just do it here. Don't be just. Don't get sneaky with us. You can't just use all your lore and whatever and just make it into hobbits because no you, you pay extra for that and wizard was like oh sorry sir <laughs> we our, our our last quarter was pretty bad we can't do that sir so <laughs> was it though i mean i think wasn't it like i thought it was well i mean it's gonna be it's gonna the bubble's gonna crash well maybe it's okay. not now but i mean eventually it's gonna crash okay if we're, if we're talking generally about everything that's gone on with wizards mm -hmm. um at least based on like the comments that they did on the last financial report the the quarter definitely didn't go as as expected. Yeah, and one thing that they have not wanted to disclose the precise impact it had mm -hmm. was the whole uh, people getting unsubscribed from D and D Beyond. Yeah, it doesn't matter how Wizards tries to frame it the numbers alone just tell you that it was a huge amount of money how that affected them in comparison to the rest of their profits and how much the rest of their products profited that's another story entirely yeah because i'm pretty sure wizards of the coast didn't account for like you know them losing millions potentially billions of dollars in dnd beyond subscriptions into their like into their uh, financial plans, considering that when they did the whole thing with the uh, uh, with the OGL agreement, they put it all under uh, what's it called, like an NDA and all that. So I think that is going to be one of the major things that really tells us if if they had a good quarter or not in those terms. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. It's interesting. I, I started scrolling down on the page on the Amazon page of the products and you and JP brought, brought up a good point earlier about how basically these prices crash. I noticed the price of Dominaria Remastered. Do you see how much the box is for Dominaria Remastered? If you go down, you have to go down. Down. You have to go down. Just go down a little bit. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah just go down a little more. Already oh, the I just I just needed to look at this little gremlin real quick. Look at him. Yeah. There's gonna be five new commander decks too. Cute. Yeah, and they're gonna do oh. collector. They're gonna do like wait, not collector, on. but you know, like yeah. We did. We, we didn't mention these, did we? Yeah, yeah. There's also five commander decks. They're obviously gonna I, be coming like... for March of the Machines. Yeah. Mm, go it's gonna be forty bucks each, and you know, yeah. 
I'm guessing these are going to be like simpler versions. Like, what's up with these? Because that that packaging is like different. Are we getting like this packaging for everything now? Like, I, I think know. it is because if you look at the other ones, the example boxes, they all seem to look like the 40k boxes now. So I guess that's the that's the one they're going forward now. Maybe they liked it that much and they're gonna keep using that style. I guess it's fine. I it miss is a cardboard. I know. I just missed the the ones back in the day with the big the big ass useless the card. Chunky. Yep. Uh, I always liked the jumbo card. I, I mean, know. we're still we're still getting the jump. Oh no, right? No, no you don't I'm get the, the jumbo. credit card. Yeah, exactly the credit card, <laughs> the etched one that's like a little thicker, yeah. so you can't use it. I don't know. I don't like that one. I like I like my big jumbo stupid. Card. I still have my Teferi, my Teferi Planeswalker one. Ooh. Yeah, I have that one because I liked it so much. It was my first commander. Um, but if you go down, you start seeing that first of all, the the Phyrexia all will be one. They already came down a little bit, right? And if you go further down, you'll start seeing that. Um, see, they already went down. Like they were, yeah, like this is this is like one hundred and thirty-four dollars for from the original one hundred and seventy. Acceptable, yeah. yeah. So then, when keep you go going down, keep going down. When you go and see the the jumpstart one, that's amazing because I remember the jumpstart. I I pre-ordered it and I I was gonna get it at one ninety. I think one eighty. It's a bit further down. It's further down. Okay, there you go. go. Stop right there. Now it's at one seventy. And that used to be at 250 because I remember when it came out. Remember the prices? It was 250 yeah. And now it went all the way down to 170 And why is this happening? Freaking product fatigue. We already forgot that this happened. Like this, this set, this yeah. thing came out like what, two months ago? January. Yeah. No, January. You're right. January. It was a month ago. So it's, or it's already forgotten, dismissed, and already crashed in price. The Brothers War even look at the the collector booster which was one of the ones that were specced up in the upper numbers because of the serious cards it's already at 226 and i know that thing was pushing i think it was like 180 at first so it's gone a little bit up in value but i remember some people even selling it for like 250 and now it went down to two, 225 why because people already forgot brothers war like i have my i have my collectors and i know i bought it for i think it was like 170 or something i think so i did get it for cheaper but um people are forgetting these things are coming out and then they just keep buying the new thing and then everything else since you know people already forgot about the last product boom so if you want to buy older stuff now is the best time to buy them because everything crashes two months down the line everything when you look at the boxes for for brothers war like the draft and set boosters if you scroll down they're like at 100 dollars. 100 dollars. so it's it's insane even the commander card the commander thing, dude. oh yeah jump start sitting at 55 bucks i find it hilarious man all, all the jump starts it's the it's a horrible investment don't even think about buying any jump start boxes when they come out just wait but, a few months and they all come crashing down but i but i want to play with my friends i know but these ones aren't like the original jumpstart ones any can we even check can you scroll down because i'm pretty sure the jumpstart 2022 one is around there somewhere and i'm pretty sure it also crashed down in price because people already forgot that came out too there's a there's a bundle right where you can get both for 173 i think exactly. that's still too expensive that's actually. still too expensive there you go there's yeah, your, look at 90 that 90 bucks it's actually it's actually cheaper to get both of them like separately and that's the 2022 one, the one that actually is like a proper jumpstart set where you can yeah. actually have like complete cohesive themes in every booster. And that's sitting at 92. Cool stuff going on too. It really has really Some good. It had good reprints too. It has like Rhystic Study and stuff. And that thing is sitting at $92. It's like, 
if you if you are like if you as a consumer are like oh my god these prices are insane literally just wait two months <laughs> and you're gonna get it at a discount like a heavy I, I discount love, i love how at some point you start getting nonsensical bundles because it's clear that they don't know what to do with so much yes. product so yes. they're like hey get your pair get get all four pioneer decks and a jump start box it's like what what yep, okay why get a jump start box and two pioneer products please just yep. buy our pioneer product please just, just, just get buy just get rid of this look at the dominaria united it's just like two people already forgot they came out dude even the collectors some of the collector ones are like super that's, uber cheap too that's what i'm looking at actually like the collectors wow. booster boxes at the end of the day if you really want to get a bunch of value out of it at that point you might as well just go with the collector's boost like with the collector's sure. booster box because you know yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's insane even then wow the non-foil version of the decks is going for 233 which if you divide them the, up by the, four it's like what 70 each or something like that which i yeah, guess is that's acceptable. basically that's basically market value for what that they were going like after after like you know after everything was set and done and after they did like the huge rises and the stupid exactly so even that when you think about it it's not bad i mean sure it's 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 expensive commander deck, but the value there in the cards there they're probably never going to get reprinted or if they get reprinted it's going to be like three years on the line yeah it's good to get so even, yeah even the foils if you're like that much of a whale and you want yeah. to have a product that is going to be like insane no matter what mm -hmm. even even going for this oh look at that hey Hey, is, is anybody seeing what I'm seeing? The the Monero United bundle, or no, 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 no. The fact that you can get four whole commander decks for the same price as their Magic Thirty product. Okay, I'm still salty about it. Let's keep going. <laughs> and those you can actually play with. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're actually legal in a format. Look yeah, at that. Exactly. Look at that. Look at that. You can it's... either play it with your friends as a full set because you actually have enough cards to play with all your friends. Yep. Or you can dismantle them or you can even sell the singles and still like make something out of it yep. but you know hey let me it's let me crazy. stop being salty it's in the past now right no yep. no 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 it's but not as you can never, see never forget never forget as, what wizards did to us as you can see if you are just wondering about these prices or you think they're a little too steep which some of them are i, I will admit straight up most of these things come crashing down after a few months because you just move on to the next product and the next product and if not we've always said it too just buy singles because of the fact that they keep printing all these cards in like different artworks and framings you will always be able to get the cheapest version and let the whales get the expensive one or even you can get the ones that have a little different art and flavor because some of them some of them equalize at the same price at the beginning too so yeah i i got a an enlightened tutor foil old border for nice. cheaper than the nice. actual than the actual normal non-foil one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you just gotta like look out for those prices like, oh, and i got a gamble or water foil for the, for the same thing cheaper than the non-foil normal ver er, version yep. and i was looking for the old border versions yeah oh yeah the old border versions of those tutors looked so good so good but I think, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we, we covered a lot. This, this is just happening the last week, basically, because yeah, they just, just started lot, pumping lot you on a lot of stuff. So, yeah. 
All right, guys. So I think we've pretty much covered everything we've had to cover this week. Actually, there's there's one thing I wanted to mention real quick. Um, I forgot the name of our second place contender, but I just you know quick shout out to Reed Duke for for uh, for getting that uh, that pro tour win. Um, our second place contender, I forgot his name right now, but I want I really wanted to shout him out. Let me go get his name real quick because he played an off meta deck. And and got to second place. He was playing uh, like a, a, a kind of like an Aura deck, like a Selesny yeah. Aura's deck, mm-hmm. and he made it to like the grand matchup with Reed Duke at the end. So huge shout solid. out to this guy. I got to remember his name. Like I can't, I can't. We can't end this podcast without me getting this dude's name real quick. Hold on. I was looking up some information about the matchup and I was I started watching it and I think it was friggin phenomenal it was great like this dude went on the first day of the pro tour and got a perfect like 8-0 like wins mm-hmm. and and that is really darn cool That's um, very solid. oh where is he at oh no wait I know where to look for it Benton Madsen that's go. the guy that's the guy nice like man huge shout out to you for make for making it like just out of like just blindsided everybody i then this is one of the things that i like highlighting about magic the fact that there's there's still creativity even in an age in which you know we uh we all just net deck for to get like our most efficient deck builds and everything um this guy made something that nobody else was playing and came in and just sweeped everybody so that's real damn cool. Uh, thanks a lot, Benton, for uh, for your contribution to the community, and thanks a lot, Reed Duke, for just you know being being yourself. We everybody knows who you are, so sup, dude. <laughs> and one more thing, mm-hmm. uh, we do have our first guest of 2023. Right, he's going to be joining us in the Commander Games on March 2022. We have Joseph Johnson, aka Black Nito, from Tabletop Jocks. So he's going to be joining us hopefully on March 22. 2023 so literally a month from now but yeah we mm-hmm. need to like advertise these things ahead of time you know but Definitely. yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun playing with them for sure every everybody like put that date on your calendars because it's so hopefully we're going to be having tons of fun yeah. um and and quick uh hold on another another quick shout out to john over here to go to check out our merch store yeah. get our cool shirts yeah. will you pay the one the only land shirt just yep. being iconic as hell um, and also remember to go go on along to Ultra Sleeves, so you can uh, so you can have an amazing, real good looking commander. You can just add that extra spice that we all need in our lives. Um, use our uh, use our code, which I'll uh, we'll probably have somewhere on our page in a minute. <laughs> uh, the cardboardcave.com to get a ten percent uh, discount on your on your first order. And with that, I want to say. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody that's been uh, that's been supporting us, and thank you for listening to us. And I uh, hope everyone has an excellent rest of their night. Yeah. Remember to follow, like, subscribe to be notified, and as well listen to us on all major audio platforms. Thanks for joining. <laughs>